Hey, it's your girl Alicia Janelle. And it's Ruby Amwabing. And we have another edition of Creative Chaos. Hi. So we got another special guest. <laughs> Miss Jam Gamble okay. up in the house. Yes. This is different. Is it? Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. For those who do not know this lovely lady, she is a media personality and leader in the public speaking industry. She's been around for a hot minute and she has um, like just so many skills across the board from just dealing with people, supporting women, females, men, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Cats. Um, cats. Don't cats. cats. Yeah. We are oh, here with we the cats. We had to throw that in there. <laughs> She's been on 100. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. We're going to do a whole cat conversation because no, we have not. a mutual love, uh, love yes, for yes, cats. Yes, yes. What's her name? What's your cat's name My again? beautiful child is Yeti. Yeti, shout out, honey, if you're listening to mommy right now. <laughs> I'm dying <laughs> right now. Yum, yum, yum. She's been on 100 Huntley Street, TVO, News Talk, just to name a, a few. So thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. And so one of the places that you've been on, actually, is a show called A Voice for All. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. So that was my uh, TV show that I accidentally pitched and launched and had. Yeah. Um, accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Keyword accidentally. So the way it happened was I pitched one time to Rogers to be a guest on the show. And I didn't like how the show went. Mm-hmm. Um I remember watching it going, okay, my hair looks good, my makeup looks good, all that stuff is popping, but I don't mm. like the the content. I didn't like the questions that they asked me. Wow. So I reapproached them um, with a different idea because back then, and still to this day, I'm very passionate about disability awareness and education. That is the backbone of my mm. career. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And wow. so I reapproached them with a different idea, and I thought when I was filling out the application, I thought that I was clicking when I click show proposal, that I was choosing what show I wanted to be on when I was mm-hmm. pitching a TV show. Wow. And so then I had a, you know, a producer have an interview with me, and I'm, like, listening to this guy going, what is he talking about? Like, <laughs> he's talking about all this TV stuff and, like, a show. And, and I was just rolling with yeah. it, right? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm a solo artist. Like, I don't really do, like, The View. Like, I'm more of, like, a one-on-one TV kind of person. Just this faking it and then he was like okay we'll be in touch next thing you know he's like yeah the big guys upstairs of rogers you know yeah. wherever they are upstairs <laughs> we're like uh they they like it they want you to come up with a pilot episode so what did wow. i do i went to my homeboy google and i said <laughs> how to create a show proposal and um, a pilot that. episode and somehow i made it yeah. and they approved it and so for wow. six seasons um i had a voice for all and it was the only show on rogers tv that focused on disability awareness and education wow. six seasons over uh, 75 episodes and over 100 guests all self-produced and hosted with no teleprompter or notes so it's probably one of my proudest things wow yeah. that's I, I didn't know the story was that in-depth was, but uh, yes, yeah yeah, yeah. Really I still don't that. believe it sometimes but it's it's like legit <laughs> and I was watching a couple of the episodes one on um, dyslexia yes. apologies and yes. I love how you were able to connect to whom you were speaking with. I forget her name. Um, Janelle. And then there we go. Mm-hmm. And that's my <laughs> middle name. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. Now you know. And and connect and bring those stories to light because I think they're so important. That's the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. It's like everyone has a voice. And I think we always think that a voice is something that you could hear mm-hmm. when working with people who have disabilities. Um, you know, it's through sign. It's through alternative, you know, communication. There's all different ways people communicate. And, and usually the underserved communities, whether it's someone with a disability, 
disability or mm-hmm. some form that society thinks that you can't contribute, they have some of the most impactful stories. And my goal for that show was to make sure they were heard. Mm. Mm. Wow. And speaking of goals, yeah. as we're getting close to the new year, yeah. <laughs> with this new year, new me uh, philosophy, like, what are your thoughts on that? I don't like goals. <laughs> um, I'm not a goal setter. Yeah. Um, I'm very impulsive. I've tried making, I, usually my resolutions are about self-betterment, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe I want to drink more water. Maybe I want to, you know, do more things that makes me feel good and makes me feel energized. I never think about, am I doing enough? Mm. I never think in that mindset because I think that as much as we we don't think that we're doing enough, you know, the universe often has different plans for us and the universe really decides how much we're going to do. So I operate in that mindset that, you know, I'm doing I'm doing well. Could I do better? Absolutely. Am I going to write it down? No, Mm. Um, because my theory is if I have my health, I could do everything. So my resolutions Mm. always focus on making sure I'm physically, emotionally and mentally equipped to do whatever goals might just, you know, surface. But I don't plan it. Ah, oh my God, that that is. I never actually ever spend it that way. Is that you have to like mentally prepare yourself for the following year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in a ways like, I used to set goals for myself. You know, as mm-hmm. a, as a creative and even as a person in general, I used to be like, okay, for this month, uh, next year, I am gonna stop having too much wine <laughs> or <Yeah>. something like <laughs> that. <laughs> and, oh, you good? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it never works out. So it's like I I wasn't I was looking at this okay, when you set a goal you want to meet it, right? But yeah. if you mm-hmm. just sort of just Live let it life. happen, mm-hmm. eventually you might be able to do those yeah. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess going forward as a creative, try to not set as many goals, but just do it as long as you have your health. And I know mm-hmm. people like strategy and I know people mm-hmm. like to predict things and they like to measure their success by by that. That's good for you, boo. <laughs> That's you. That's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, my formula works for me. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, maybe parts of my formula might work for you. But I don't expect it to work for everyone. And that's yeah. A-OK. Yeah. Yeah. And I can appreciate that, too, because even as an event planner, like mm-hmm. I think we automatically are like it. Everything we do needs to be planned. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's going to be down. this master, you know, mm-hmm. plan to get something as small as like, OK, I need to acquire five clients in the first quarter, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't and even know what the quarter is. The, <laughs> and then when you get like to that quarter and let's say you don't make that quota, then you you almost have set yourself up to be yeah. disappointed. And yeah. that might actually take you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's almost like you're you're saying, like, just live your life and just do the best you can. And That's stay ready. Mm-hmm. Almost. Mm-hmm. That's a di- that's a different take, but yeah, I think it it's and it, it's it's gonna be challenging. I think for some people, even for myself, yeah, to, definitely to look at. An but it's all. Way. But but this is the thing, though. It's all personality based. Yeah. Your personality, what you do for a living, you need to make goals. Yeah. Um, you need to have deadlines. You need to set expectations to some regard, and I think everyone should do that to some regard. Mm-hmm. You know, work within your limit. Do not look at and and we say this all the time, but I think people need to be reminded: don't look at somebody else's blueprint. Yeah. Because their blueprint has measurements and things that were meant and destined for them and and it works to their abilities mm-hmm. what i do and how i've achieved it may not work for you mm-hmm. um you could watch it and go okay i learned from that but you right. don't have to necessarily go oh, i have to do like that in order to be at that point because it's not going to work for you so mm-hmm. i know i'm able to be a little bit flexible in what i do mm-hmm. but i know that it doesn't work for everybody else and i think it's important to have a valent a balanced view on Absolutely. that right like yeah. yeah set goals but at the same time live your life because yes. then as it's funny so i 
I have this this book where at, at the end of the month I make notes of all of the accomplishments, mm-hmm. and yeah. then that helps me yeah. to just stay like, wow, you know what? I actually did, did accomplish some great mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and to stay positive as opposed to these are all my goals. I failed this, this, this one, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, I agree. There's it's important to have goals, but to at least have a balanced right. view and and enjoy. Yep. Yep. That process. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you talked about setting. There's still some, like, more personal-based goals. For sure, always. So what are yours for next year? My personal? <laughs> for my personal goals? I know. Goals? It's, yeah. Drink um, more water? <laughs> drink more water. Declutter. I am a hoarder to some extent. Like, I'm not, like, talking, like, TLC hoarder. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yo, those ones are horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hoarding like that. But I do, I am a, f- a collector of clothing. Mm. Um, I always like to believe that, you know, I don't have the right shoes for that outfit. So let me hold on to it until I get the right pair of shoes. So I am learning to try to declutter. And I feel that Mm. when I declutter, then my energy is a lot lighter in my home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel more focused and, and, and I can see that things have a place. That's my biggest personal goal. And really just to work on my organizational skills. I am extremely impulsive. So with an Mm. impulsive spirit comes a lack of organization. (laughs) And so I'm trying to work on doing that. And I've made little small investments to help me with that. So hopefully I could see it kind of come through in 2019. And I mean, the reason I ask that is because I feel like it still connects to your professional goals. I don't have, yeah, I don't have professional goals. I don't have, I could honestly say I don't have professional goals. There was a time when I did Mm -hmm. and I realized it was actually affecting my mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my personal goals is what, there's more longevity in my personal goals because professionally things could crash and burn at any point. (sighs) Right. Personally, I have more control of that. Clients will choose if they want to hire me or not. I could convince them all I want. I could have the most perfect Instagram and the most banging (laughs) website, and clients could still be salty and go, nah, we don't want to hire her. But personally, I'm in charge of that. I'm in control of that. So I need to make sure that's good first and foremost before my professional goals. Wow. So I guess, so for entrepreneurs that are listening, would you say, what would you recommend for them to keep this momentum going year round of at least continuing to push themselves and Mm -hmm. measure the small wins. And I think that's something we don't do enough because, and I'll be real and I'm a pretty straight up person. um, And I know sometimes people don't appreciate my straight upness, but (laughs) again, that's you. Um, (laughs) Celebrate the small wins. And I get that the small wins are not, you know, Instagram worthy, Mm -hmm. right? But the small wins are usually what gives you that push to get, back up to those big wins so we always think of large-scale things because then people could be like oh yes girl I see that Mm -hmm. (laughs) nobody wants to see the small things right but the small things is really what we need to celebrate more so sometimes I forget that sometimes I forget Mm -hmm. my own advice in celebrating like I was really hard on myself about a couple weeks ago and I was like you know I could be doing more of this I could be doing Mm -hmm. more of that and I'm slacking on this and I'm slacking on that and my friend goes can you remember that you are a full-time educator and you dedicate 70 hours every two weeks to your full-time job and I was like oh yeah yeah, thanks for that because I forgot yeah right I was only focusing on everything that happens after 3 p.m. I forgot that between <laughs> 8.15 and 2.15, I, yeah. I have to you be have somewhere. Other, yes. I have a whole yeah. other job. So when I was being hard on myself, I had to remember, yeah, I'm doing this. So get back into perspective. And I remember all the little small wins. And although professionally I may not be hitting every ball out of the park, mm-hmm. man, my daytime job as yeah. an educator 
I'm hitting some homers, you know? Yeah. And those are the yeah. things that nobody sees. Yeah. But I see those wins, and that's what gives me, like, that gas to press on. And do you do you celebrate those wins, or you oh, just Oh, my God. Those are probably my bigger wins. Mm. Uh. Those are the wins that make me cry. Like, Aww. I don't cry about achieving, like, a big client. Like, I did. I had a big client last month, and I was like, yes, who's getting paid? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to feed my cat, you know? <laughs> yes, he's getting some new treats tonight, right? Yeah. Like, that was my mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But then I had this huge win with a student at school, and I came home, and I had, like, happy tears. I was like, yeah. oh, my wow. God, like, yes, yeah. right? Nobody yeah. sees that. Yeah. Nobody needs to see that. That's yeah. from, that's my own satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's making – those little memories is what gives me – that energy to, to keep around. going. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. Even for myself, from a personal perspective, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get my health just back um, where I wanted to be from like a weight perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I set myself up. I'm like, okay, if I, when I drop 10 pounds and I reach to this level, I'm going to buy myself a Nike bag. And as much as that actually does not affect anyone else, for myself, I feel so much better because I'll be in a more healthy place. Mm-hmm. And I'm just creating small milestones where that I can appreciate myself. In. Yeah. And I could do little things. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And being okay. I like what you mentioned about it may not be Instagram worthy and being okay with that. And more so the fact that you, you actually okay. feel good yeah. as a person. Yeah. Like that. I throw my own confetti. I don't count the hearts. <laughs> Just throwing that confetti. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I feel like that should be a hashtag. You know, oh, yeah. confetti. Uh, yeah, confetti. Counting cards. You know, hashtag for, confetti. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, as, as, you know, as a mother and as a... Wait, you're a mom? Yeah. Where? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, so, no, because... <laughs> Up to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's why that's why I was like, why why are you guys the cat thing? Okay, anyways, like I said, I will I will dis- I will come to that party. To get together. I will come to we that should party. Have a cat day. Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay, two two kids, like two humans. Yeah, <laughs> they're not fur babies. Jesus. No, they're not furs. Um, <laughs> and what I'm taking from the fact that you said, you know, sometimes you have to celebrate the smaller wins instead of the big wins, because mm-hmm. you know, as as trying to juggle, you know, being a creative and having a full time job and being a mother, sometimes you like you get caught up. Oh yeah. I mean, I get caught up and I'm just like oh my god so overwhelmed I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing for 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 my for my business I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be but doing But according for this. to who? See that yeah. But according to who? I that's I, like I, that's I, I my guess, next hashtag of the year. According to who? <laughs> according to who? I guess I guess again it's, it's still one of those struggles that mm-hmm. we all kind of somehow some of us sort of yes. struggle with because mm-hmm. we we sort of are looking at there's like we feel like there's some kind of like guideline or something we're supposed to follow and if we're not like hitting it, yeah. we're like not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I think it's according to what we see and what we're comparing ourselves against. Like so mm-hmm. some social media. You're gonna see an influencer who's posting, mm-hmm. you know, they're living their best life, but Absolutely. you don't know the circumstances associated mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you unconsciously now start to compare yourself to that person. Or maybe when you hit certain milestones. For me personally, like I'm turning thirty <laughs> next oh year. Oh my gosh. And girl, <laughs> when I was fifteen I had some plans. I was supposed to be in LA by now. Okay, with life my celebrity hub. Life, <laughs> life just hit you. Shout out to Phil, I love you still, baby. <laughs> But, um, oh, is that your yeah. husband? <laughs> yeah. You weren't a part of the plan, though. <laughs> and he knows that. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's you, you set these goals and when you mm-hmm. hit certain milestones. So sometimes it's what you see out there in society and not also goals that you've set for yourself that may not have been realistic. Yeah, I get that. And, and as long as that inner 
not that inner, but as long as that demon is mm-hmm. your inner one, mm-hmm. then I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But if your demon is the general public, mm-hmm. that's where the issues come in, right? Like, if you have your own expectations and you feel you're not reaching them in 2019, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel that when I hear people talk about goal setting in 2019, they're like, I want to do this in 2019. I want to achieve that in 2019. I don't hear anybody saying, I want to make it to 2019. Wow. I want to be good in 2019. Wow. You know, I don't yeah. hear that. I hear yeah. all the things we want to check off. I had a student die two weeks ago. And when I see that and I see a family who's mourning the loss of a child, Mm -hmm. there was no 2019. So that really shifted my perspective that 2019 is not about, you know, achieving goals. 2019, it it is (laughs) no new year, new me. 2019 is a rejuvenated me. 2019 is a renewed me. It's not a new year, new me. It's not, it's like, okay, I made another year. Mm -hmm. Every morning I wake up, I say, God, thank you for another day. Every birthday, thank you, God, for another year. My husband doesn't like birthdays. I go, oh, so you want me to reach your obituary? Like, bro, (laughs) you're celebrating. You know what I mean? So, like, that's Mm -hmm. the kind of mindset I think we need to be having in 2019 is, like, just continuing on the journey, pressing Mm -hmm. on in the journey, Mm -hmm. and really just enjoying the process mm-hmm. versus like thinking of the finish line and what we want to have done yeah. by then because that mm. that's not that's not a healthy mindset in yeah. my opinion yeah and then it's like by the time you get to if you do yeah. that mm-hmm. end process you have like missed so, so many steps mm-hmm. in between so, so many, many wins in between that you could have celebrated and then by the time you get to the end of it you're like oh okay Exactly. I, I did all this. I'm here. Yeah, exactly. I, that was pretty cool. And the key yeah. thing is really enjoying it. Like yeah. I said, I had a workshop two weeks ago and I said to the, the group, the minute I lose that butterfly effect in my stomach of every time I get a, a client request, mm-hmm. I know that I've lost track of oh. myself, my, you know, my sense of self. And I'm mm-hmm. no longer humble if I'm not excited by that. Mm-hmm. So every time I get an email request or someone says something and I'm like, ooh, that means I'm still pressing on. I'm still doing well. The minute I'm not even phased by that, I got to check myself. And I feel a lot of us are just, we're not even focusing on that butterfly effect. We want to be at the party where the confetti's being, you know, thrown in the air. And we don't want to have that feeling in our stomach like, whoa, this is happening. Mm. And enjoy that while it's happening. So what I'm getting from all of that is, you know, as a creative, you need to enjoy the little things you need to realize that it's not about the end game it's not about the big win it's mm-hmm. about every other thing in between mm-hmm. and i think sometimes i fail to see that mm-hmm. because some like you're talking about the butterfly effects like if i'm if i'm not getting an inquiry like and i don't get that feeling you're right i have lost track of everything else that i'm doing mm-hmm. so i actually love that because i do get that you know that feeling and when an email comes in i'm like oh you know what i mean i'm still relevant yes <laughs> yes mm-hmm. so it it's even even if you don't get that person, the fact that they inquired should be uh, enough for you to sort of be like, I'm still doing something. But right. you know how I look at that? Like, there was a period in my career where I think I had maybe four bookings for the year, mm-hmm. and that's when I just got into the public speaking game and just started, you know, announcing I'm at the Slayer of the Mic and I could do events and I could do all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And I had four events one year. Mm-hmm. The following year, I had nine events. The mm-hmm. third year, I had nine in the span of four months. So mm-hmm. every year, it was kind of it was it was growing and mm-hmm. it was improving. And I was like, whoa, this is huge. But then I remember. There was a period where I I wasn't getting as many inquiries. I wasn't getting a lot of people taking the Slay the Mic program. Mm-hmm. And one day it really did hit me like, oh, my gosh, like, is no one, you know, mm-hmm. interested in my program anymore? Does not, you know, does anyone not think it's relevant? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I was going through 
a really exhausting season. So mm. being a full-time employee mm. somewhere else yeah. and then being a creative, I think it was the universe's way of saying, I'm not bringing anything your way because you need to pause. Mm. My yeah. business, I am my product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I am the slayer of the mic. My physical body is the slayer of the mic. Mm-hmm. And if this body ain't right, I'm not going to be doing my best work. If I'm right. overworked, I'm not going to be doing my best work. So if if messages aren't coming through, if references aren't coming through or referrals, then I know it's the universe's way of pressing pause for me mm-hmm. because I'm probably not going to press pause for myself, yourself. right? Yeah. I'm going to be like more bit, you know, more gigs, more money. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when, you know, and then you're going to be We reach the point we don't know how to say no. So mm-hmm. when those mes- the windows emails don't come mm-hmm. through, Again, I'm like, okay, universe, you don't want me doing anything right now yeah. because it's not time for that right now. I kind of find that it's kind of hard to sometimes accept that. Of course it is. Even yeah. because you're like, you you want to still keep going and you want to yeah. still feel relevant. But do you know why it's hard to think that? I think for some creatives that if they don't have that day job, they don't mm-hmm. have, like for me, I have my day job and I have my husband, a.k.a. my sugar daddy, right? <laughs> um if I didn't have those two things, trust me. I'll be like, universe, I didn't ask you to press pause. Yeah, I honestly, need that money. Yeah. I got to feed myself and my cat. Like, <laughs> I need you I need you to, you know, pr- press play. Yeah. And I need those bookings to come through. But I think that some of us creatives forget that we can't be creative every day. Yeah, Creatives mm-hmm. are allowed to have an off day. Creatives are allowed to have a moment of pause. Creatives are, al- are allowed to mm-hmm. just not be creative. Mm-hmm. And so because I have those safety nets i'm allowed to feel okay i don't need anything right now mm-hmm. but for yeah. people who rely on their creativity to be their bread butter and it's roof such a challenge mm-hmm. yeah. it's yeah. such yeah. a challenge it is truly a challenge and that's why i encourage even my clients that if you have one interest fuel those other interests mm-hmm. don't put all your eggs in that basket mm-hmm. like legit make an omelet make a frittata make a hard-boiled <laughs> egg I didn't know make you were a going protein like shake scramble it sunny side it make a quiche all kinds of options take those eggs and make a whole market you know like don't just just eat a hard-boiled egg anybody like that like Gosh. But you know what? That self-awareness is very important. Yes. Because but guess what? It'll take it... me forever. Listen. This <laughs> yeah. not just happen. Like, you know how Beyonce says, oh, I woke up like this? Like, I did not. <laughs> so the I way woke I'm... up like this. No, I did not. The way I'm sounding right now, do not be fooled, my friends. <laughs> there have been many a time where I am in my kitchen doing an ugly cry to my husband going, how comes I'm not getting gigs? How comes nobody's inviting me to anything? And then he'll be yeah. like, babe. Maybe, like, you're a thread and no one likes you. And I'm like, okay. Right? You know what I mean? I've had this ugly cry to reach this level of perspective. Yeah. I, I, I'm I not 100% all the time. Yeah. Like, you can't see my face right now, but there's a little tear forming. But that's also what eye. you teach in your program, right? So yes. And with my students. Yeah. Everyone. Slayer of the mic. That's me. Let's hear more about that. What What is it? What is it? So the Slay the Mic program. I feel it's it's like one of those YouTube... I know, why was I whispering? You know what it is? I feel like it's that YouTube channel where people are like, I'm crunching something right now, right? (laughs) Whatever that creepy thing is called. Um, So the Slay the Mic program started when I got into event hosting and I realized that there was money in hosting events. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I was that kid who got into a lot of trouble as a kid as, at school. <laughs> got into a lot of trouble for my talking and now I get paid for it. Take that, teachers. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I got into a lot of trouble and and I realized that I had a skill very late in my age. Mm-hmm. And so when I first hosted TEDx, mm-hmm. that was probably the aha moment that I was like, okay, I could do this 
yeah. as a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. And when I started getting into event hosting, I was just advertising myself as like, you know, an event host. And somehow I got into like the slayer of the mic and I started saying like, I'm what your event needs, whether it's a host, a panelist, a conference, you know, sh- you know, a workshop, Facts. whatever it may be. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, you need a voice. This is the voice you need that's going to make your event 25 times better. And that's how I started to position myself. Mm-hmm. So the more bookings I got, I found every time I would, you know, exit the stage, there's always someone who's like, how do you do that? Like, how do you get up on stage and talk, you know, and, and talk in front of there. 600 people? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do things without a script? How do you do things without like a teleprompter? And at first, I really didn't know the answer to that question because I think I was just always had that natural gift of gab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I, like, I really didn't know how I did. I just knew I was capable of doing it. When I really paused and thought about it. One morning over coffee with my husband, I was like, you know, people always ask me, like, how do you how do you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I should start some program where I, I do workshops because I'm an educator yeah. by heart. Mm-hmm. And I always love to teach and I love to take my combination of talking and teaching and put it hand in hand and see that look on people's face when they get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should start a program and bless my arrogant husband's heart. He's like, <laughs> you know, babe, you could do anything. And I was like, Aww. yes. And then so the Slay the Mic program was born. <laughs> And so it originally started as a one-on-one coaching program. Okay. And really, Which Ruby and I might need. Sorry to cut okay, you off. That's, that's cool. Throwing it out there. You know, we're making jokes about becoming a that's keynote cool. speaker. Yeah. That's, I got you. I got you. My, right. my program is not traditional. Everything I do isn't traditional. If it's being done, I go... Ew. And then I do something <laughs> I, I do something different. I, I like to see like myself duplicated. Or is someone else, dude, I feel physically ill yeah. and I got to go back to the drawing board. So I swear by originality. Like that is my mm-hmm. that is my yeah. mindset always. Yeah. So the way I, I run my program, um, my programs are, are very unique. They're not traditionally what you mm-hmm. see other uh, coaches, you know, coaches doing. Um, so I started the program, kind of built on it. Did it with a couple of small groups. So then groups mm-hmm. started requesting it. So it went from one-on-one coaching to groups. Oops, yeah. And wow. I was like, okay. I just took on the challenge. And then my husband came home with a, a book where he had a coach come to his company. And they paid this dude oh. 10 Gs. <laughs> 10 Gs. And my Why husband my husband has sat through my program. And he wow. said he sat through that program. And he was like, babe, You've been doing this stuff without mm-hmm. even noticing it. So mm-hmm. one thing I'm very terrible at doing, mm-hmm. in addition to me being um, very like erratic and I just do things impulsively, yeah. I don't research. So I really base my program <laughs> so off. Great and you just yeah, I just ba- get it done. I base my program on what worked for me, being mm-hmm. an educator, what I've seen, flaws mm-hmm. and things I've seen other people kind of mistakes they've made, and I develop my program. Mm-hmm. And then my husband comes home with this book that wasn't even that good, and he's like, <laughs> "You've been doing this," and so that gave me the push to really step up my program. Mm-hmm. My program is constantly evolving based off of people's needs. It's gone from one one coaching to nonprofit coaching to January wow. I'm hitting the corporate circuit wow. so it's really growing in ways that I did not envision yeah. I didn't see that happening but it just started and, and I'm so proud necessary because it public speaking is such a scary thing for so forget many public people. forget public <laughs> speaking in general, in general. Mm-hmm. so originally I started with public speaking and then mm-hmm. I realized there's people who can't even share their opinions with their family yeah with mm-hmm. their with their partners so it's not just you know getting in front of an audience and being the next Tony Robbins that's what some people think when they think public speaking they don't think knowing how to own your voice in the boardroom knowing how to do a proper pitch knowing how to Mm. disagree Mm -hmm. 
and stand in what I said, what I said. And Mm -hmm. so the program has evolved to capture all these niches and areas that people forget when it comes to owning your voice. It's not just standing in front of a large Mm -hmm. space. It's being able to go to a networking event and have a casual conversation Conversation. Mm because some people don't even know how to do that. Yeah. I'm just, as you're talking, my brain is just going and going because especially in the corporate world, I find that can be a challenge. A lot of people are very, what's the word, shy in speaking with executives or anyone of some type of level or even just in a team setting. You have your, you may have your idea and so Mm -hmm. forth, but then you're afraid to articulate it or you feel like from a political perspective, you want to be careful what you say. You Mm -hmm. don't want to step on someone's idea. And that's that's just one area. One of the things I'm coming across is um, people who have accents. They, Mm. um, they're uncomfortable speaking in front of groups because they think that their accent, and I had a client last week just say that her boss said she was incompetent because of her accent and I, I just want to go find her boss and you know yeah. have a little conversation with him um, throw ac- Yeti at him you know meow <laughs> right um, accents is one thing and another another misconception is that people think you have to have a large vocabulary in order to be an effective communicator wow that that's not the case how can I ask you because I, sure. I, I have a couple of people in my life that like to drop those uh words that you've only heard maybe once in your life or never have yeah and then you I nod started doing it though it's a, it's, <laughs> and then you nod your head like you understand but yeah. you don't sometimes you get the context but like how do you actually deal with a person like that because i've i personally have i've been in those circumstances what would you recommend like what's your you talk like how you talk all the time <laughs> you own your voice yeah and and i think that Again, I've seen some people who do not have a large vocabulary. I don't even profess to have the most eloquent vocabulary. Yeah. I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I'm great with com- you know examples and things like that. I don't bust out words that have like you know 24 letters in them. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. I, I would I would ask you to repeat the word again. I and I'd be like I said it once. I said what I said. And well, like because as a creative, a lot of the times we articulate our words or our vision through certain terminologies, maybe. Well, through maybe product, like if you're designing something, sorry, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, or as the planner, designer. Yeah. So, I that's technique. I find that that's some people technique. Don't... Yeah. yeah, and I think when you're using certain terms, if it's technique, um, you know, sure, you want to use the the appropriate language that goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with that. But again, there's a lot of people who feel that you have to use. Mm. A large vocabulary in order to be understood. Let's look at that dude who's running America right now. Do you see that man's vocab? I saw and thought. I'm like, I'm not going to say his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ain't yeah, promoing not, him. No, we're not no, giving him no, no airtime. It's true. But that dude who, yeah. you know, matches the color of the frame in this room... <laughs> Um, his vocabulary is not, it's, it's, it's probably like grade three when I think of some of the students I work with, but he talks anyway and he doesn't care. So that's probably one thing I'll take from him Mm -hmm. is that he's very (laughs) sure in himself Mm -hmm. and he doesn't need to have a large vocabulary. So again, like if you are someone who is communicating your thoughts, arm yourself, not necessarily with a large vocabulary, mm-hmm. but arm yourself with examples. Arm yourself with, with stories that really paints a picture that your audience could like visualize what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So if you say that, you know, Betty has a smooth voice, people are like, okay, Betty has a smooth voice. But if you say Betty has a, has a voice as smooth as silk, you feel mm. you feel that. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you see the yeah. silk? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. part purple, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> 
you see the silk, you yeah. feel the silk, and you're yeah. like, yes, yes, Betty, yes, right? Yeah. How you sound, your pace, the words you use, the mm-hmm. picture you paint, that's what elevates your speech, not busting out 24 letter, mm-hmm. you know, words. words. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, that's on and back to what I was saying before is I think that's helpful to to know yes. because a, being a creative some people have challenges at articulating or having conversations because they speak through other platforms yes. right mm-hmm. whether it's painting or whatever yes. mm-hmm. they yeah. may not be able to have those human to human connections mm-hmm. and communicate through that mm-hmm. way so I like that you you've said that just mm-hmm. even being simple and just you don't need to have all the the best vocabulary do you see what's popping right now in design Minimalist, yeah, minimal white slate, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's so beautiful, yeah, it's so unique, that's so it's unique, like, it's so fresh, it's like it's been there, <laughs> it's All so we fresh." We just kept putting stuff. on We've top been doing of it. white walls from time, you know, but now that's popping, and then you add some cork, yeah, and you got a masterpiece, right? Yeah. So sometimes simple is just, just as effective, yeah, yeah, just the way to go. Wow. So there's another. Um, Actually, I want to throw in the quote now because yeah. I feel like it, Ooh, it, it, it goes well. Yes, quote time. All right. Um, all right. So it says, don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what are your so thoughts on that? Being an educator, we are now in like, I'll, okay, I'll start from like 2016. 2016, we've been telling kids it's okay to fail. And so a lot of children from the time they're young, they learn Mm -hmm. that failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. And so the way I express it to my students is that when you fail, you get a second chance. And when you fail, Mm -hmm. you have a clear perspective on how you're going to do it right the second time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it gives you a lot of perspective to be like, okay, did that last time. What can I keep? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. people think that when they fail, they got to they got to throw over everything. Give up. Water and the bathtub, right? (laughs) When sometimes there's parts, there's elements you could still keep Mm -hmm. and tweak it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't try, you won't know. Yeah. But when you fail, you have a head start. Mm. You have a head start on how you're going to do it again better the second time. I wish I knew that when I failed my driver's license uh, test (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) You see, that's a safety thing. So that's different. Uh, (laughs) Don't bring it in the air. I'm like, you know, I could have not hit that car. No, 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 no. You failed. You better try again. There's there's nothing deep about that. Okay. Don't even use that example. Next. Ruby, what are your thoughts on that quote? Honestly, I think she she basically summed it up even better than I could have uh, imagined it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, as as growing up, you were told you cannot fail. Like, it's not an option. Especially yeah. as women of color. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. It's not an option. Yeah. So it's like... I like the whispering. <laughs> I just said a li- whisper in case my mom is listening. I know. And I didn't say we anything bad you. about you, mom. We love you. Continue. Sorry yeah. So, so for me, knowing that... N- it's okay to, and even even like having my own business, like I was afraid to like fail because I'm like, oh my God, if, if nobody's booking or if I get a horrible client, like what am I going to do from there? Mm-hmm. But it's like when those happened, I didn't have to throw everything out. I didn't have to say, you know, everything I did about that incident mm-hmm. was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I realized those certain things that I could have done better. Mm-hmm. So then I would tweak mm-hmm. as I kept going. Mm-hmm. And so... No, failing allows me to tweak and sort of like end up being better mm-hmm. and achieving better things like that but yeah you 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 killed it sorry 
You should have. I should have went first, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare. <laughs> We're all equal. Jam is just jam, you know. Like we just can't. But I mean that that could be also a personal goal going into the to, new year yeah, or just in life. Absolutely, is, is take risks. Mm-hmm. Be a little bit more spontaneous, like jam over here. <laughs> you know, what I just realized. You know, why I don't really mm-hmm. count down to the new year mm-hmm. because September is my new year. Mm. So as an educator, yeah, September is my my new year. January is like sense. I'm off for two weeks. I don't see You're kids. Like, Party! <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I never look forward to the new year because that's yeah. September for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I just realized that. <laughs> so and then actually, just on that same line of thought, is proceed without permission. I want to talk about that because that is a philosophy of yours. So, what is, is what does that mean, and how can we? Uh, so gone are the days where you need permission from anybody. I know that we we still have invisible shackles on us, whether it's mm-hmm. from our partners or our family or, you know, our own personal demons that holds us down from, you know, from things. But mm-hmm. really gone are the days uh, where you need permission to do whatever yeah. that, you know, you need to do. Um, before I felt that I needed to be invited to spaces and events in order to showcase my abilities, even doing a you know an interview with you ladies mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. um, before I felt that I needed those opportunities in order for people to see that I'm serious, when I realized, no, nah, I don't need your invite. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to do it on my own. And even if it's five people there, I did it. That's something I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, last week on one of my Facebook not Facebook, Instagram live rant. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, we have this whole thing we were saying these days. Have a seat at the table. Wh- wh- whose table is it? <laughs> yeah, whose honestly. table is it? How many seats are at said table? I'm not waiting for a seat at your table. I'm going to the Home Depot, buying my own wood and my hammer and building my own table. Well, like that's mm-hmm. how, I, that's the mindset that I'm in. And one could say that it's, it's arrogance. And guess what? Arrogance is gas and it pushes me. So I'm perfectly yeah. fine being seen as that. Mm-hmm. But I proceed without any permission. Mm-hmm. My whole mindset from the jump has been I will do things regardless of how people think or feel, the only people I worry about is my mom and God. Mm-hmm. As long as things are good by the two of those homies, everything is smooth. Everything's and fine. And Yeti. We can't Oh, my forget. gosh. Can we just talk about my child? Never yes. mind. You oh know, later, 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 later. <laughs> later. She's so beautiful. No, I think that's important. Um, well, and, I can? And, 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 of course. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, oh, from yes, one cat sorry. leads to I another. I swear. You, uh, like, negativity over here. Priorities. <laughs> Thank you. Ruby, you're not in the club. Listen, actually, in case if you didn't know, I used to have a cat when I was a kid. Used to doesn't matter. Yeah. So Presently I, right now, presently. do you have one? Ruby, no. you could just try them out right now. Thank you. <laughs> I mean. Back to your I'm gonna, original. I'm going to sit that one out now. That's a new okay. thing, though. I learned about you. I didn't yeah. know you had a yeah, cat. Yeah, I did. What happened to this cat? Just out of curiosity. Honestly, What's I your, don't remember. Why did you say she gave it up? I, yo, <laughs> no, I'm no, waiting. honestly, That's what I don't I'm remember. For. It was it was back home when back home before I I, I moved here. Um, I had a small cat. He was br- she was brown and uh, he or she. It was a she. And <laughs> I remember she even have her name. Yeah, she had a name. I called her Regina. What? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What. I my mind went somewhere. No, else. but is it? No, I'm not even lying. So there, I I I I can I get the vibe. I get the, the cat fact thing. that she doesn't even know where that cat went concerns me <laughs> because I don't Anyways, remember. Kirby, you know what? You yeah, had your chance. We need to, to proceed the... without your permission. <laughs> proceed and go to ahead the next question about <laughs> next question. But I th- I think it's important. I I appreciate that uh, philosophy of just going ahead with it because when you second your second guess, guess yourself, yourself and allow other people to m- make you do that mm-hmm. it holds you back yeah um, we're holding society yeah. to such a high standard yeah like 
the society check in when you're feeling sick? The society bring you a chicken noodle soup? Probably not. So, <laughs> you know, you don't have to hold everything to society's expectations. I think I was like that for a little while, and then I realized it was doing me no good. Mm-hmm. So as long as my mom doesn't disown me, I'm blessed. Blessed, blessed. Yeah, wow. So, I mean, I think that is, like, a great takeaway from mm-hmm. myself, and I know for Ruby and our listeners, is just to proceed and just be okay with change and yeah. it not being so strategically done not That's preparing part of the adventure. so much for it it's a part yeah. of the adventure when you don't know what's happening next yeah and also learning to appreciate the small wins is um something that i feel like we tend to forget but it's something that we should start actually embracing mm-hmm. and enjoying it mm-hmm. so yeah wow well thank you jam for dropping <laughs> Gems. Gems. Actually, no, that one was gems, whack. Gems, that was gems, 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 and I mm. say, you know, toast is good and all, but it's better with some jam. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Bars, 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 bars. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, Jab, tell the people where they can reach you. <laughs> so, if you want to learn more and about... And Yeti. I was going to say, if you want to, you know, follow my and Yeti's adventure together as an entrepreneur and a proud cat mom, which I had to put that in my bio, by the way. Oh. You could find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at I am Jam Gamble. Facebook as well. Um, I am Jam Gamble. My website to know more about me and just being a speaker, MissJam.ca. But if you want to know anything about the Slay the Mic program, that is uh, SlayerOfTheMic.com. Yes. Thank you. So lesson today is not about new year, new me. It's about setting personal goals. Absolutely. Just being proud of you. Yeah. Be proud of you. Forget new year, new nothing. Be proud of you. That's the mean, you know, obviously celebrate. And if you are someone who's a goal setter, I'm not throwing any shade at goal setters. That's you. That's your strategy. Mm -hmm. But please remember to take care of yourself in the process and be proud of the little things. And even when you fail, be like, okay, you know what? I tried. I did that. Yeah. Maybe that works. Maybe Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. And just be happy to see another year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. See y'all in the new year. Or hear (laughs) y'all.